Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today, I have to tell you. I have been talking for, I think, almost an hour <laughs> to my guest in our cute little you know get-to-know-you chat. It's been so much fun. We're going to have such a great discussion today. And we're going to be talking about networking and how important it is. And oh my gosh, how the heck do you network during a pandemic. So please join me in welcoming Kimberly Spate to our program today. Welcome, Kimberly. Thank you so much, Deb. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, hopefully we didn't just run out of everything to talk about. <laughs> so much fun. That was awesome. <laughs> so let me tell people a little bit about you and then we'll jump into this. Okay. So Kimberly Spate is an author, speaker, executive coach, and professional speaker trainer. Currently, she serves as the president-elect for NSA Austin and teaches executive transition courses for the U.S. Air Force. Kimberly is an Air Force Academy graduate. Go Zoomies! She has jumped out of planes, soloed in a plane, and purchased 36 F 15E fighter jets, which was a three nine hundred and fifty-four million dollar buy. Holy schmoly! Yeah. When she was a contracting officer in the Air Force in February of 2020, Kimberly released her new book, "I Need to Know You: How to Meet Ordinary, Extraordinary People and Improve Your Life," which is about a challenge she took to meet 100 people in 100 days. Kimberly is actually still in touch with around 70 of those individuals. She now speaks on relationship building, which is key in our professional lives. Kimberly has been blessed with the opportunity to have lived in so many wonderful places as far north and east as Maine, as far south as Texas, and also as far west as Hawaii and Okinawa, Japan. She has had the privilege to have met wonderful people everywhere and understands the importance and power of building solid, mutually beneficial relationships. So again, Kimberly, welcome. Thank you so much, Deb. This is such a privilege to to be here and chat with you. And I really did have a wonderful time just getting to know you a little bit. I know, I know. We're now best buds. This is so much fun. Um, Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for your service. Um, You know, it's it's always a delight to meet someone who has been in our military. Um, So again, thank you for that. We did talk about the Air Force Academy, one of the coolest places on earth. Um, So, you know, one of the things that I I really like to start with is finding out how it is that you got to where you are today and discovered that this is your passion in life because you kind of have had a, a, a circuitous route to get here. Yes, I really did. So I started out in the military myself. I served five years active duty and six in the reserves. And then I uh, my husband is was also active duty duty, mm-hmm. and so I got an assignment and uh, to LA actually, and he didn't get an assignment. It was a time when we were going to have our first son, mm-hmm. so we made that decision for me to get out, mm-hmm. and I became a stay at home mom. 
Okay. And so I did that for a, a couple of years. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I, you know, I need a little bit. Right. You need to talk more, to an right? adult. <laughs> So I, uh, I became an active reservist. Mm-hmm. And so I did reserve duty for mm-hmm. a while. And I was still uh, every two to three years, we were moving uh, mm-hmm. with my husband's career. Mm-hmm. And so I did that I became a stay at home, uh, not only stay at home mom, but a homeschool teacher, because mm-hmm. we were moving every, like mm-hmm. I said, every two to three years. So I wanted right. my children's education mm-hmm. to stay pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a while. And then as my sons were getting older, and they were starting to say, Hey, mom, I want to go to school and I want to play baseball. I want to, you know, Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. They want to be on sports. I'm like, Hey, we're, we're fine with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then I started thinking, well, what am I going to do with my, Mm -hmm. you know, who am I going to become now? Mm -hmm. So uh, I started coaching, Mm. uh, but I was uh, in coaching as a personal trainer. Okay. And what I loved was the coaching aspect. I loved Mm -hmm. the aha moments. I love working with people. I Mm -hmm. love just, I'm a people person. So Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. just really resonated with me. Uh, did that for a while. And then um, in 2010, my husband was getting ready to retire from the military. And then he started looking for work in the civilian sector. Mm -hmm. And we realized that we didn't understand how to go about doing that. Right. And so that was a pretty Mm -hmm. interesting. uh, Yeah, especially for someone who's been career military. That's all they know. Right. He went straight from high school to the Mm -hmm. Air Force Academy to working in with the Air Force and did that for 24 mm-hmm. years. So to actually interview, mm-hmm. to actually find out those mm-hmm. great opportunities, mm-hmm. uh, we were really unprepared for that. And so um, he actually did land well, and he landed within a, a the time span that would have been, um, you know, well within the time span that would have been reasonable, but we didn't know that. And so mm-hmm. uh, that was a little daunting for us right. making that transition. And we also had a move. We mm. From mm-hmm. Tennessee, where we were his mm-hmm. last assignment, to Texas. So mm-hmm. we did a couple of things that I would probably, if I, you know, my talking to myself back then, I would said, okay, there's a couple of things you probably want to do, right? In this process, if you're going to do that. Um, so after he found a really great job, mm-hmm. um, I had a job as a, an executive recruiter, mm-hmm. and that's when I realized that I was looking for people in a totally different way than how we had been looking for work when he first. Ah, interesting. Yes. And so as a result of that experience, I thought I want to be able to help people who are transitioning out of the military, mm-hmm. those that have served for, mm-hmm. you know, because tw- in his case, he mm-hmm. served, um, you know, well over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those who have um, really served our nation well, they have a lot of skills, mm-hmm. uh, expertise, they you know, uh, college, de- mm-hmm. multiple, multiple degrees, right? Um, I wanted to be able to help that community mm-hmm. make a smoother transition. Right. right. And because so- their skill sets are fantastic. Oh my but gosh. How do you explain them to a business person? I mean, that's that is kind of the the whole thing is you know, how do you transition? You know, how do you you say, okay, well, we did this, and here's how that would work in an office. You know, that's that's what gets confusing. Right. It's how do you take yourself to the marketplace? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, one of the things that I tell people now, because I do t- teach one of those transition courses, mm-hmm. and I tell them you've got to be the CEO of you. Right. You are responsible for product delivery, you're responsible mm-hmm. for marketing, you're responsible mm-hmm. for business development. I said, you've been doing the product delivery for 20 or 30 years, mm-hmm. you've got that down pat. So we're going to focus on the marketing and the business development aspect. Right. And so that's what I teach. And that's actually what got me into this networking piece that we're in relationship building piece that we're going to be talking about. I love about. it. I love it. Well, you wrote this great book, hold it up, let us see it. Oh, okay. um, because I just had the digital version. So again, it's I need to know you how to meet ordinary, extraordinary people and improve your life. So it was a journey of, as, as we said, meeting 100 people in 100 days. 
what on earth made you decide to do this? <laughs> and of course, this is pre-COVID, folks, pre-COVID. <laughs> so one of the things that I tried to do as I was teaching my courses, I always tried to figure out what is it that they really need to know in order mm -hmm. to be successful to make okay. that transition. And so if I didn't know it, I went out to learn it. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we always talked about at the very beginning of the mm -hmm. course was how important it was for them to network right. outside of their current military mm -hmm. environment. Mm -hmm. And so they started getting that idea that because it was a three and a half day course and people started to understand, yes, I do need to be mm -hmm. able to do this, but how do I do it? Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's just totally foreign to them. Exactly. And so I started teaching them a two hour block on practical steps to networking. Mm -hmm. And then I actually went to a conference when there was a, a young woman speaking at this conference about doing a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this challenge because um, this, then it'd be a tool of credibility. I'll be able to say to them, um, if I can meet 100 people in 100 days, surely mm -hmm. you can go out and meet 15 or mm -hmm. 20. Mm -hmm. So that's really how my challenge began was just to you know, be able to, uh, like I said, have a tool of credibility. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. what I found was, uh, Deb, my life was so enriched mm -hmm. by that experience um, I went into conversations mm -hmm. without having an ulterior motive. So a lot of times when people are networking or, you know, when they people would take up this challenge in the past, I don't know how many people have done it, probably not that many, but it's it was with a goal of, mm -hmm. I want to, you know, get something out of it. Right. And I just took it up in terms of, I just want to meet people. Mm -hmm. I just want to get to know their stories right. and just not have an ulterior motive mm -hmm. other than, let me just sit and talk to you. Mm -hmm. Right. You so, know, and, and I loved reading your book because it's filled with and I'm assuming there was a hundred. Is there more than a hundred or did there's you just, actually, there's actually a couple more than a hundred. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, and so it's just little snippets of, you know, what you discussed and what you learned about them. And then a photo. I always love that. That's very cute. But what impressed me the most was, as you said, it didn't matter to you who they were or what they did. You know, the, the, the barista at Starbucks was just as important to, to get to know as the CEO of a company. Um, you know, and, and, and that I think is the key to networking because we do start limiting ourselves. It's the what's in it for me. Um, you know, how many times have we given somebody a business card and they, they didn't want to give you theirs until they knew you were going to use it. Right. I'm like, um, but, but yeah, I mean, just this, you know, let's, let's just get to know people. And, and I love that you truly got to know them. Um, you know, the, the little stories that you tell about them, you know, clearly you condensed them, but you know, it was, it was just fabulous. Right. Well, I'm convinced that everybody has a story worth being mm -hmm. told and, you know, we are all valuable. Mm -hmm. So not just the celebrities, we get to hear mm -hmm. their stories and everything, but right. all of us have a story and mm -hmm. we're fearfully and wonderfully made mm -hmm. and just being intentional and finding out about others. And, and to your point, you just never know who you might meet that might right. know somebody that mm -hmm. maybe they can be of help to you down the road. Mm -hmm. or maybe mm -hmm. you can be of help to them. So mm -hmm. it was also, you know, just maybe listen to your story. Maybe that can be of help mm -hmm. to you as well. Right. So it's not always what can I get, but what right. can I get? Right. Yeah. My friend Dave Averin has, has written this great book and it's called, It's Not Who You Know, It's Who Knows You. You know, and, and so it's it's that and it's, you know, because we don't know really who we're connecting with. I mean, you know, that's that's the weird thing that, that people need to, to recognize. You know, we were talking before we started recording that it might very well be that, yes, it was the barista at Starbucks, but who's her parents? You know, her her father might be somebody, as you said, transitioning right now out of the military. So a great connection. Or he might be the hiring manager at a company where you could be introducing people to. I mean, you know, you never know who those connections are going to lead to. 
Right. So one of the things that we talk about in our courses, when you're when when someone's looking for a job, uh, if you ask somebody, do you have a job for me? That's a big ask. Right. But if you ask somebody, do you have any information or advice Mm -hmm. that you could offer to me? Or do you know of someone Mm -hmm. that could? Mm Um, that opens up a lot of doors. Mm-hmm. And so you just never know. Um, one of the, some of the people that I met in my challenge were actually able to be of help to me later on. Like one of my dear friends, her name is Marguerite. Mm-hmm. And um, so I met her at a Toastmasters uh, meeting. She had mm-hmm. just moved from mm-hmm. California and she sat down with me. We had this wonderful conversation. She's in the book and we've developed a great friendship. Mm-hmm. It turns out she had actually had some experience writing a book. Mm-hmm. And so she said to me, when I, I was just going to put all the stories together in the order that I had met people, and she right. says, oh, mm-hmm. no, Kimberly, she mm-hmm. said, you have taken so much time mm-hmm. with these stories. She goes, you need to be thoughtful in how you put them together. Right. And she actually right. coached me on that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this was somebody that I met mm-hmm. as a part of going through my challenge mm-hmm. and my journey. And she was actually very instrumental mm-hmm. in helping me put my book together. Right. I love it. So how did you go about it? I mean, was it a hundred consecutive days or, you know, and, and, you know, how did you, you, because this is the key to networking is how you did this. You just really condensed it. So talk <laughs> to us about how you did this process. Sure. So for me, I said I had to meet a hundred people in a hundred days. So I didn't have to meet someone new every single day, but just at the end of a hundred days, okay. I had to have met a hundred people. So you can meet like four people in one day and then rest for three. <laughs> you could, but that would be exhausting. <laughs> Um, but, but I did like to work ahead. So I'm a, I'm a type person. So I didn't, mm-hmm. didn't want to fall behind. So right, I kind of right. mm-hmm. track of that. Um, but so basically what I did was I just decided to be intentional mm-hmm. about the people that came across my path. Okay. We have an opportunity to meet people all the time. Mm-hmm. And when somebody comes across our path, you know, do we ignore them? Mm-hmm. Do we just wave and mm-hmm. that's it? Or do we decide to have a conversation? Right. So that's all I did is. I, you know, it was again, as I was going about my life. So most of the folks uh, I met within a 15 mile radius, Mm -hmm. if I traveled to Dallas, then I would meet somebody there. So wherever I was going, Mm -hmm. I would just be very intentional. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if I was at a, at a coffee shop, if I was at the library, uh, if I was getting my oil changed on my Mm -hmm. car, uh, just where I actually met people at, at HEB, which is our big grocery store. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I work from home. So some, for, so for me, what I had to do was be intentional. Oh, you had to go, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to make myself mm-hmm. uh, go to different places where mm-hmm. I would run into people. Mm-hmm. So I was very intentional about mm-hmm. getting out about around people. Um, and then I paid attention to body language. Mm-hmm. Did right. someone. Yeah. See- you talk about that in the book is, you know, are they receptive Right. To you joining the conversation, to you introducing yourself, things like that. Exactly. Because we all give off body language. We all mm-hmm. give, off, give off cues. And sometimes we're not aware of the messages that we're sending other people. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I'd pay attention to that. Uh, one of my favorite places was at um, the coffee shop and I would sit at a communal table mm-hmm. because that at least said people weren't opposed to somebody right. else. Yeah. If they're off in the corner at a table by themselves, they don't want to be bothered. Right. And so I would respect that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but if they were at a communal table and I would sit down, mm-hmm. if they looked up, gave me eye contact, mm-hmm. if we smiled, we were going to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> did you explain that you were working on the book or did you just talk? We just initially would start in just, just chit, okay. chit chat and mm-hmm. I'd ask a couple of questions and then um, I would pretty quickly though, I would let them know. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm taking up, uh, I have this challenge going mm-hmm. on. I wonder if you'd be interested in participating. Mm-hmm. In it. So I would ask their permission. Mm-hmm. Because I did want them to know that I was going to write a book. Right. At the time, I was posting things on social media mm-hmm, on Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, and I wanted to take their pictures. So right. I got their permission. Did you have um, people anybody tell you no? 
I did have a couple of people, mm-hmm. uh, but usually the reason was, I remember one young lady, she, it was early on a Saturday morning mm-hmm. and, and she knew we were going to take a picture. She said, well, I didn't, I didn't put my right. makeup on. Right. <laughs> no, no, I look horrible. Mm-hmm. So there were a couple of people, you know, maybe situations like mm-hmm. that, but for the most part, everybody was just very, very right. generous with their mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I love it. You know, and and just the process of doing it. I mean, you know, like I was saying, I was reading the stories in the book. Such fascinating people. Um, you know, and 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 part of this is you never know what someone is like. I mean, you know, or what they might be going through. Uh, right. You know, and and um, you know, I think one of the things that that we have seen kind of with COVID is, you know, you don't know what somebody's going through, and and so if you you know, sometimes just smiling at a person, just saying thank you. That might be the only interaction they've had all day that was positive, um, you know, and, and so that's kind of this thing, too, is, you know, bringing sunshine into someone's life. Yeah, yeah that was really a privilege. And you're totally correct that I never could predict someone's story before mm-hmm. I sat down and right. listened to it. So even if it was somebody young and you think, oh, their life probably is like, mm-hmm. you know, so full of right. you know, all this possibility mm-hmm. and not that it wasn't, but you would be amazed at what people, mm-hmm. what they're carrying and just right. sitting down to listen to someone's mm-hmm. story. You can't solve the problem mm-hmm. if they have a problem, right. but it's kind of like just walking alongside, mm-hmm. right. And mm-hmm. um, just acknowledging them and valuing their story. And so I heard all the different kinds of stories. There were some wonderful stories. There was people that had gone through some hard things and, and mm-hmm. to a person, if they had gone through something hard, they would always say, thank you so much for asking mm-hmm. me my story. Mm-hmm. And that Oh my gosh, the first time I heard that, um, it just really impacted me mm-hmm. so much. And then I heard it several times and it just really let me know that I was really being privileged mm-hmm. to hear their stories, that they were right. letting me into, you know, some very um, you know, personal things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was just a real honor and a privilege mm-hmm. for me. Right. And I right. and I learned so much mm-hmm. in the challenge, in mm-hmm. the journey. Well, and you know, we mentioned in the 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 introduction that you've kept in touch with the majority of those people. Yes, I have. Um, I have developed such wonderful friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of the reason I was able to do that is um, that personal touch, because I took a picture with everyone that put mm-hmm. me in, in personal, in close contact, and we mm-hmm. had that physical mm-hmm. touch. So that was one of the things. But a lot of times what people fail to do uh, is they fail to follow up. Right. And so- And that's, I of course, did. one of the biggest networking no-nos. Right. And so for, for, if it's a business reason and you're meeting with people do make that effort to follow up with them. So I would, um, depending on how the conversation went, right. And how warm, cause sometimes the conversations were 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they were two hours just right. on the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would make the effort to connect with someone. So we might connect over social media initially. Um, but that gave me a way to just stay in touch. Mm-hmm. And then over time, we would build a rapport. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone had introduced me to someone, because some of my friends, they knew I was taking mm-hmm. up the challenge. So they would say, oh, you've got to meet such and such. Right, right. right. Would They're like, me. oh, good. I needed somebody today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so if somebody introduces you, then that person that's making that introduction, they're actually um, they're actually putting their stamp of approval on you. Right. And so it's much easier to then um, not only have that initial conversation, mm-hmm. but also to stay in touch with that mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. as well. Right. So, yeah, I just made the effort to to deepen the relationships mm-hmm. after I initially met people. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that. You know, and I think COVID has, you know, in, in so many ways, it has just disrupted everything. You know, that's that's kind of the understatement of the century. But, of course, the biggest thing is in-person meetings. 
you know, right. and, and, and not even going to places. I mean, you know, I don't know if, if the coffee shop that you went to is even open right now or, you know, all of these various things, but it's still absolutely critical that we be networking. Um, right. You know, if anything, even more so, um, because I always ask people for for comments before. And one of the, the comments that you put in was that we weren't created to live life alone. We need each other in business and in life. And I think that's been one of the hardest things with COVID. I told somebody the other day, I said, I just miss hugging people. <laughs> I don't even care if I didn't even like them. I just, you know, and but going and kind of that sharing of the breaking of bread, whether it was maybe in church, maybe it was at a business meeting, all of these various things, we're not doing that. And we haven't done it for months. Right. So again, I, it's back to being intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we are supposed to be um, socially distant in terms of space, but mm-hmm. but we still need that social connection. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is really a perfect time to reach out to people that maybe you've lost touch with over the years and pick up the phone right. and call them, mm-hmm. right? Say, um, you know, uh, Jackie, I know we haven't talked mm-hmm. in a while, but since we've been in this situation where mm-hmm. everybody's locked down, I was thinking of you and I just mm-hmm. want to reach out and see how you're doing. Mm-hmm. So this is a perfect time to reestablish uh, connections and friendships, relationships that maybe you have let mm-hmm. go of a little bit mm-hmm. and you'd be amazed um, how you might just pick up where you left off with some of right. those folks. Um, I had a conversation with a dear friend that uh, when my our sons played soccer together when they were seven, and because I had moved around, we had stayed in touch, you know, maybe mm-hmm. Christmas cards and things like right. that, but we hadn't really actually had mm-hmm. a great conversation on the phone. And um, it, we, we were connected on Facebook. One of us, I don't even remember which one of us, but one of us reached out and said, let's let's have a phone conversation. Mm-hmm. We picked up right where we left right. off. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oldest son now is mm-hmm. 29. So that mm-hmm. was a long time. And it was as if it mm-hmm. was yesterday. Right. And since then, we have continued mm-hmm. to stay mm-hmm. in touch. And so that brought that relationship um, right back. Mm-hmm. Um, other things that people can do, um, we in our neighborhood, and I wish I could take credit for this, but it was actually a neighbor of mine. Uh, she called one day and said, hey, we're all outside and mm-hmm. we're, um, we all are bringing our chairs and mm-hmm. something to drink. And mm-hmm. so we started on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. just sitting outside six feet apart, having mm-hmm. conversation. Yep. So I got to know my neighbors mm-hmm. even more. Mm-hmm. And now it's something that we look forward to mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Right. Um, Yes, doing that. Yeah, and we we did the same thing until it got cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now it's a little cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. So I do have another friend who invited me. So this was kind of cool. Uh, she lives a couple of streets away and mm-hmm. she said, Hey, do you want to come over and, and just kind of essentially do the same mm-hmm. thing? And what I what we happened there was we got a chance to meet her neighbors. Mm-hmm. And have developed relationships with right. them. Mm-hmm. And so um, we actually, with one of the couples, went to Top Golf, which we felt safe doing that. Cause right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. your, even before this, I mean, clearly because of what you're doing, you, you know, you have to be far enough apart not to be whacked by somebody else's golf. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But so we got a chance to not only visit mm-hmm. with them, but I got a chance to know their neighbors. And so um, there's ways to be creative. Mm-hmm. And again, <clears throat> now, so what's interesting about that is, um, so one of the people she introduced us to her, uh, one of the, her neighbors, her husband um, has been working on creating my new website. So oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was kind mm-hmm. of a win-win. Um, just got to know him, mm-hmm. realized that that was something that he could do, mm-hmm. something I needed. And so Wait. we've made that happen. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but there's so, as we're intentional, mm-hmm. uh, like, so you and I got to meet each other through Nancy. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. So um, mm-hmm. Nancy connected us and then now you and I got a chance to mm-hmm. meet. So it's paying attention still to mm-hmm. the opportunities right. that come across our mm-hmm. path. 
Right. Um, yeah, because I think, you know, initially our first inclination was to really contract. Um, you know, and, and part of that was because, you know, depending on where you were, it really was limiting what you could go out and do. Um, you know, and and so not only could you not go to business meetings, you couldn't go shopping, you couldn't go to church, you couldn't do all those things. And so we just kind of pulled ourselves in. And that's, you know, in, in many ways, that's great. You know, we've been, I've been talking with a lot of people, they've gotten to know their spouse again, um, gotten to spend time with their kids, you know, all of these various things. But we, you know, we got used to that. And so now it's like, oh, wait a minute. Now, how do we go back out in in, in a safe way? Right. So, yes. Yeah, so just keeping mindful, like when, when people are wearing their masks, mm-hmm. right. And keeping that distance, mm-hmm. you can still have these really great conversations. Right. So I think sometimes, you know, how do you have those great conversations mm-hmm. with people? Mm-hmm. And that's asking questions. That's mm-hmm. being curious about the other person. Mm-hmm. That's taking the time to listen. Right. And being present in the mm-hmm. moment. Right. And of course, you know, if, if it's a business thing, the worst thing, but the one that we all do is, so Kimberly, tell me what you do for a living. <laughs> and you right. give me your 30 second spiel. And then, then you, then, then I expect that you're going to ask me the same thing. And then I've done my 30 second spiel and then we're done. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. Well, so here's the thing, right? We've all heard the the phrase, people do business with people they know, like, mm-hmm. and trust. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. But first, you have to become known. Right. And if I start a conversation with you and asking you what you do, I'm mm-hmm. not interested. I'm not showing an interest really in you right. as the person, mm-hmm. right? And so I, so that's already kind of a, uh, what can you do for me kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And I look at it as what can I give versus mm-hmm. what can I get? Mm-hmm. And is if I'm able to give and I just plant seeds mm-hmm. and plant seeds and give, what I need will eventually, it will be out there. Mm-hmm. It may not be from where I planted the seeds. Right. But it will, it'll either be out there or somebody that I know will go, if they, they, you know, we're having conversations, they realize I need Mm -hmm. something, they'll open up their Mm -hmm. network and they'll go, I know somebody that can be Mm -hmm. of help to you. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's being interested in that other Mm -hmm. person and developing the relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and and as you said, being open, I mean, you know, it, it just yesterday I had a get to know you Zoom with a woman and, you know, and it was so funny because I'm looking and we have a whole bunch of mutual LinkedIn connections. We have a whole bunch, you know, all sorts of these, you know, and so clearly we're kind of in the same realm, except she's nowhere near here. So it was never, you know, something and, and, but our worlds overlapped in several ways. We had a great get to know you conversation. You know, this morning I look at my computer and she's already introduced me to, to someone on LinkedIn that she thinks I should get to know, you know, and, and so that's kind of how this goes is, you know, and, and I think in the past we might've thought, oh, you know, it'd be great if so-and-so knew so-and-so. And that's as far as we went, we need to take that step of doing that introduction of, you know, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Facebook, whether it's an email, you know, all of those various things, go ahead and take that quick step. I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen is they won't meet, they won't like each other, they won't whatever. Okay, so you move on to the next time. Right, exactly. So when I talk about networking, I really do talk about it in terms of relationship building. Mm -hmm. And when I look at relationship building, I look at it as having three main elements to it. Mm -hmm. One is building social capital. And to me, that is offering mm-hmm. something that you can offer mm-hmm. a, a value of help. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. you said, making that connection, mm-hmm. right? So if you're able to give, you go, this person in my network really needs to know that person in my network. Let me make that introduction. Mm-hmm. You're adding right. value. Right. To your- 
But and and the nice thing is you shouldn't expect anything in return. You know, it's not okay. I introduced you to somebody, so now you need to introduce me to somebody. No, 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 no. Right, and yeah, that because and and so it might be somebody. Um, maybe you're a fantastic reader, an avid reader, and you come across an article that would really be great for somebody. You mm-hmm. know that they have an interest, and you share that article. That's right. giving mm-hmm. to them in that way. And maybe you don't need that same thing, right? right. You need something that's different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so maybe just building that relationship, she realizes because she's being or he is being intentional, mm-hmm. realize that they have something of that they could mm-hmm. offer a value to you, or maybe not. And actually, the, right. the relationship itself, mm-hmm. we're getting something out of that. Any relationship we have, we're getting something out of. Mm-hmm. And so good and bad, mm-hmm. good and bad, right? So so pay attention to who's in who mm-hmm. you're associating with, right. right? Yeah, you might need to cut some people loose, and I think yeah. we've all discovered that now, right? Exactly. So because you want people that are going to be uplifting, people mm-hmm. that are going to be mm-hmm. encouraging. So yeah, like you said, uh, Deb, just offering value. Mm-hmm. And then um, people will open up doors. I've had people just because um, they got to know me. Mm-hmm. And, and in particular, so one, another lady, I met my challenge, again, just to get to know her story, just mm-hmm. to get to know her, we developed a relationship. And over time, she uh, said, Hey, Kim, I know of, um, there's a gentleman that teaches, uh, runs a course at uh, Austin Community College, oh. I think that they mm-hmm. would love to have you come teach. Perfect. About yeah, mm-hmm. she made that connection. Mm-hmm. Again, it, I when I met her, it was just to get to know her story. Mm-hmm. I did not know that she had that connection or that she would open it up for Mm -hmm. me, but she did Mm -hmm. because we had built a relationship. Right. Right. And, you know, and, and when we have those relationships, it does make it easier if you need to ask for that, you know, and, and so you might have known that she had that connection, but you, you know, it's, it's, and it would have been awkward to have said, Hey, can you introduce me to Bob? You know, until you knew more about her. And, and she knew more about you because then it would be, you know, it's, it's just friends asking friends for a favor, um, right. you know, and, and of course we need to know the boundaries and things like that. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's where that comes in is when you're comfortable then being able to say, Hey, you know what, can you introduce me to so-and-so again, you know, the least they're going to say is, eh, no, um, you know, and, and a lot of times it's going to be, Ooh, I really don't know. And we're just Facebook friends or LinkedIn connections or whatever. That's fine. But, uh, you know, it might really be somebody that say, oh, yes, I can introduce you in a second. Exactly. And if you've built that relationship, mm-hmm. they're going to want to help you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so my thing with that is as you're deepening the relationships, one thing that I tell people is ask for small favors. Right. right? So you ask for something that the other person can give. Mm-hmm. Right. Ask, yeah. Because if you ask somebody for something that's too big, mm-hmm. then they feel bad. Then it because, gets awkward. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if you ask them for something small and they can do it, that actually makes them feel good because I know that when I'm able to help someone, I feel really good about right. it. Right. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. asking for small favors actually mm-hmm. uh, is a way that you give to your network. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and and I I've gotten to where I really love the whole online networking thing. Um, you know, not as we were talking before the program, not having to get dressed up, not having to put on real pants. Um, <laughs> you know, I was telling somebody else that I'm like, oh my god, I don't even know the last time I had real pants on. Um, and uh, you know, and and driving you know, all of those various things, eating the chicken meal that really was kind of, eh, you know, hearing the program that was kind of, eh, yeah. um, and not really doing anything at those networking things, but it was more, you felt you needed to go do it, all those things. Now, I think we're much more intentional, even if we're actually physically going, because we do have to be safe. I mean, you know, that is one of the things, but 
we're we're really expanding our network. I mean, you know, I I have so much fun doing this this broadcast because I get to meet so many people. But I interviewed somebody in Antwerp, Belgium, on Monday, and I interviewed someone in Ireland earlier today. So, you know, I mean, that's just as cool as can be. And so that's part of the beauty of, I mean, so, so looking, going and looking for in this time, right. It's like going in search of the golden nuggets. Right. And so we are able to meet people on different continents, which we kind of wouldn't have thought about doing that probably before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and because, you know, the, and, and, you know, being able to zoom with them, I mean, holy schmoly, those folks were in the right place at the right time with the right software. Right. Yes. I missed out on an opportunity, right? I as know. As I know. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. So that's something I talk to people about too, is especially when I'm working with folks that are trying to expand their network in this mm-hmm. current time. I said, you know, we're on so many different mm-hmm. uh, Zoom trainings, even right. you, if you're taking a class. Mm-hmm. So I say, you know, pay attention to who else is in the, in right. the meet. Mm-hmm. And if somebody says something that resonates with mm-hmm. you, you can send them a chat. Right. right. You can mm-hmm. start that. You can say, Hey, I thought that was a really great comment mm-hmm. that you made. Right. And then, so you're starting to build that relationship mm-hmm. and then go find them on social media mm-hmm. and ask to connect with right. them. And that way you can mm-hmm. continue that, that conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, and almost everybody is going to be open to at least connecting on LinkedIn. Um, right. You know, and, and so that's usually where I tell people to start is, you know, find them on LinkedIn. And, you know, as you said, you know, if you're on a zoom thing with, with several people, I'm usually one of the first people I'll put my LinkedIn URL in the chat feature. Then that kind of starts everybody putting yeah. theirs in there. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, and then I always tell people, okay, you know, you, you send them a request to connect. You absolutely have to tell them the little message, you know, so you need to say, Hey, you know, Kimberly, you and I just were on the same conference zoom together. And, but then you can always add something. Oh my gosh, didn't they have a great point in talking about such and such? But you know, just don't send that that request to connect on LinkedIn because as wonderful as we all like to think we are, we're not that memorable. You know, and, right. and especially if it was something where there were multiple people or you've done multiple Zooms. I was on seven hours of Zoom one day, you know, last week. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, by the end, I'm sure I, you know, I was like, okay, let's turn that, turn the camera off. Um, but, you know, we need to, to do that. And in, in person too, you know, hey, we were just at the same chamber luncheon. Remind exactly. people about those things. And, and, but yeah, LinkedIn usually is, is a great place to make a first connection with somebody. Yeah. So like you said, remind them. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Don't send that generic one. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it personal. Mm-hmm. And if they said something though, how great right. would it be to say, when you said this, mm-hmm. that really mm-hmm. resonated with me because mm-hmm. of X, right? And so right. that's telling that other person that you heard them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were paying attention. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's instantly going to warm mm-hmm. up that relationship right. right there. Right. You know, or if you can, you know, we, we're talking about getting versus giving, you know, if, if you immediately can say, oh my gosh, I thought of this article that, you know, you, you might send that right away. You know, that's, that's another great thing. And you can do all of that in LinkedIn. Um, right. you know, it works out perfect. Yeah. And so it's very interesting because, um, so like to your point, so I met someone at a board meeting. Um, we were both, um, invited to just, it was an advisory board Mm -hmm. meeting and there were several other people there. And then we connected on LinkedIn and what we decided to do was have a, because we had some things in common. We Mm -hmm. said, well, why don't we set up a separate zoom just one-on-one? Right. And then he and I got to know each other and we had such a wonderful uh, time meeting that we actually decided to invite our spouses. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he and his wife and myself and my husband, mm-hmm. we got on a, another Zoom and we've started to develop a, you know, cool. build a relationship. I love it. I love it. 
You know, and especially with technology, I mean, there's, there is no limit to what we can be doing. And, you know, one of the things you might, you might have to start things, you know, way back in March, you know, when we were told two weeks, you know, and we're like, yeah, right. We, we were all smarter than that. But, um, you know, I started an online networking group and, and it was because I just needed to see other people. I'm like, yeah, I don't even care what we talk about. I just need to see other people. And so, you know, the cool thing was it was people I knew. But they also invited people, you know, and, you and things like that. And and so, but, you know, and, and it's evolved now into we do every other week just because every week got to be a little bit much. But we've added an educational aspect so that, you know, if, if someone is working from home, all those various things, it is like going to a networking meeting, right? There's a speaker, um, right. you know, and, and so it's been so much fun. But, you know, you talk about reaching back to people. So there was, you know, this this person, now she and I were Facebook friends. Um but we knew each other from when we were in elementary school together. Oh, wow. <laughs> ah, so a while ago. Um, and, you know, so I had posted about this online group and, and the, the speaker was going to be talking about marketing. She was needing some help in with marketing. So she joined us. And of course, you know, now she doesn't miss. It's, it's great fun. And, you know, and we realized it's been 40 years since we have, have been in the same place at the same time, but it has been a delight getting to know her again. Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, you it's exactly what you were saying. You know, we, we have no idea who are, who's out there that, that needs to be brought back into our little worlds. And, and, you know, we get to go into their world. I think that's been what's so cool about this. And so I love what you're talking about there is because, so here's the thing, cool people and great people know other great people, right? Uh Right. So as you are, you know, saying, Hey, invite a friend, Mm -hmm. right. You get to meet their friends. They get to meet your friends. Now Mm -hmm. you're helping their, you're helping the whole community by introducing Mm -hmm. people. Um, and so that's, and, and then the other thing that you said was, then we bring a speaker in. So if you host, if you're the host or right. like in your case, mm-hmm. you started the group, mm-hmm. it's actually, you're the one that's offering that social capital mm-hmm. to that whole group. Right. So, and, and I try and think of things, you know, now I, it, it's funny. I actually will be the speaker next time. Um, but I, I try and bring in outside people now for the most part, there are people I know, um, you know, and, and, but it's great. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've never had somebody turn me down. Some people have said, oh, that doesn't work, but let's pick a different date that will, um, right. you know, and, and some things like that. So that's where that is fun is, is, you know, to, to give them that opportunity. But the cool thing has been to kind of see what's happened in the background. I mean, like one of the people interviewed one of the, the people for an open position that they had, um, you know, and, and they would have never known each other if they hadn't been at this, this online thing, um, you know, and, and so you know, it is, it is a great time to be doing things like this. I just joined clubhouse, yeah. <laughs> and so that'll be interesting to, you know, because, you know, I, I limit the number of social things that I, I don't have an Instagram account, um, you know, and, and I'm not going to go near TikTok and, and, you know, all of those things. But, you know, somebody said, oh, you really should do Clubhouse because it is different, you know, because mm-hmm. it's true conversations. Um, so, you know, I have the account. That's been as far as I've gone with it. Um, but that'll be something that'll be fun to explore. So that's, I mean, that's the other cool thing about now is all these things just continue to be developed. Um, you know, some, some go, some, some stay, but you know, there's, there's all these great ways to, to be reconnecting with people. And there is, and, and to be intentional about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. So when, when we're talking about it in the business sense, it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. where, uh, where do, do the folks that you need to know, where are they showing up? Right. And that's where, those are the platforms. Mm-hmm. That's where mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're showing up and then show what the intention to give. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And then it'll still, it, it's the same type of thing. You're building those relationships, mm-hmm. but you're building it in those um, environments mm-hmm. where uh, you're likely to get the type of help that you may need. So it's right. being intentional. Right. You know, and of course, the really cool thing about it is exactly what we've been saying. We're no longer constricted just by boundaries. You know, it's not that that you're only going to Austin Chamber events and I'm only going to Atlanta Chamber events. We can participate in things around the world. You know, and, and so when you know who you need to reach with your message... Right. That is really allowing us to expand those things, um, you know, and, 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 but it can be, you don't always think of it as just business. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe it's a, a book club because, you know, something fun. I mean, you know, I, I, I know several people who have really gotten a lot, a, a lot out of the groups that they have joined for, you know, parents who all of a sudden have kids that they're having to teach, yep. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so all of these various things, but again, it, you don't know who you're going to be connecting with that, that it might turn into a really beneficial personal or professional relationship. Well, I love that you mentioned that, Deb, because really another thing I tell people to do is do fun things, right? Mm-hmm. But- oh, yeah. And we absolutely have to now. It's serious enough as it is. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, as you're doing fun things with others, mm-hmm. you're getting a chance to know other people. Right. You're building that relationship, mm-hmm. which then leads to opportunities. Mm-hmm. So um, my, my dad had a real estate business and mm-hmm. he never really did the, this was you know years ago, he never really did the... Uh, going to the networking events, because mm-hmm. that was actually before these networking events. Were right. But he did fun things with other people. Mm-hmm. As, like, so he was, uh, you know, he was on different bowling leagues mm-hmm. and he would go fishing and he would invite people to fish on right. his boat. And as he was going about his life and people had questions, mm-hmm. he would share his expertise mm-hmm. and his knowledge. So when people wanted to buy a house, they had built a relationship mm-hmm. with my dad. They right. knew him, they liked him, they trusted mm-hmm. him, they would buy from him. Mm-hmm. Right. When they wanted to sell their house, mm-hmm. uh, they would say, Sterling, um, I want you to sell mm-hmm. my house. And they would, if they knew of a friend that mm-hmm. had yep. a house they wanted to buy or sell, mm-hmm. they would say, you can talk to my friend Sterling. Right. right. Yeah. You know, when I work with college kids that are thinking, you know, and, and this is going to be very much like, you know, when you're working with somebody just coming out of the military, volunteering is one of the absolute best ways to start building your network and, you know, kind of be intentional about it. You know, it's been, oh gosh, 25 years ago, I think, since I volunteered for, um, at the University of Colorado. This was, you know, I still lived in in Colorado. I'm a CU grad. My husband's a CU grad. And so I volunteered for something, but part of it was, okay, it was fun. I mean, it it had to do with sports, Um, but I also looked at who was, who were members. Mm -hmm. And, several of those people I'm still connected with. Um, you know, three of them I texted this week, you know, and, and so you never know again where those those fun things, and, and it's okay for them to stay a fun thing. It doesn't have to turn into a business type of thing. Right. Well, that's exactly, to me, it's, it's all about relationship building mm-hmm. because what you need, again, if you're giving mm-hmm. and you're building those great relationships, right. Then, like I said, when you need mm-hmm. something, it's going to be out there. People will mm-hmm. open up doors for you. Right. You can open up doors mm-hmm. for others. So it's really looking and seeing what can I give mm-hmm. that I'm willing to give mm-hmm. right? and just give that. Right. Be, be Show up. Be mm-hmm. intentional mm-hmm. about helping. Right. And you, you'll just be amazed at how mm-hmm. the wonderful opportunities that right. actually do come right. across your path. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I still remember this this one time, and this was years ago. I mean, this, you know, but but it, it could have been yesterday for the, the same thing to apply. Um, I was teaching a, a it was just a, a one-time seminar type of thing, much like what, what you do. And and I was at the University of Northern Colorado. And, you know, I was telling these the and they were all seniors, so they're getting ready to graduate. And so I'm talking about, you know, how to have your LinkedIn profile, how to network, all those things. And I was saying, you know, one of the things you have to have is a business card. 
And I said, you know, this, and even at that point, I mean, you could get 250 business cards for 10 bucks. I mean, this was not a big deal. And I said, but I want, what I want you to put on it is, you know, people have to be able to connect to your contact you. So you need a phone number. You have to be professional. Hello. Your voicemail can't say, dude, I'm out partying. No, no, no. Um, You know, and, and you can do Google numbers. (laughs) <laughs> to get a professional number that, you know, is, you know, all those various things. But I said, you know, and, and your email has to be the same. It can't be partygirl at AOL.com, right? Um, but I said, I want you to put on that business card what your ultimate job is going to be. And so, you know, we're going around the room and this one young woman stands up and she said, I want to be on the white, I want to be the White House press secretary. And I looked at her and I said, you're not going to believe who I met yesterday. And, you know, and, and now she wasn't the press secretary, but she was in the press corps. Okay. And, you know, and, and I said, that's why you do this. Um, now that's a pretty, <laughs> but I mean, that really does go to show how something, and, and, and I truly have, I had met someone in the press corps just the day before at a public relations society of America lunch. Um, you know, and, and so I connected, I have no idea what happened you know, after that, but that, you know, that was my big thing was I just wanted to connect them. And, and so that's, you know, we talk about being intentional, we have to know what we want too. We you do. know, it can't just be, "Hey, I want you to connect to me because." Right. Because, <laughs> yeah, because if I don't know what you need, right, right. as you're, as I'm getting mm-hmm. to know you, if you don't share that with me, there's then there's no way that I can right. be of help to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you do want to be able to share mm-hmm. those types of things. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a funny story uh, real quick about you know uh, in, in business and and just uh, how giving just really mm-hmm. you just never know where it's going to lead. The way that I got to be, I am convinced. Uh, the buyer on the F-15E mm-hmm. was because I started out as a buyer in research and development. Mm-hmm. And I, because I was a, a second lieutenant and first lieutenant when mm-hmm. I was doing that. And so I was a low man on the total pole, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so I got the additional duty of doing bake sales ah. for, for fundraisers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I did it with a smile mm-hmm. and, and the bake sale was set up in the front of the building. So everybody that came in the building came mm-hmm. back by my table. I greeted everybody with a mm-hmm. smile and, you know, early in the morning, maybe somebody hasn't had breakfast yet. Right. Right. So it was something that they would mm-hmm. want. Uh, and so I did that whenever I was, you know, got that additional duty, but mm-hmm. the thing of it was, it was right by the front office. Mm. And so the front office had um, the deputy director and the director of the, uh, of R and D contracting, mm-hmm. the deputy director eventually went over to the F 15 ESPO. And so, because he knew me because mm-hmm. I was giving so that it was mm-hmm. something small, right. but I, I gave, you got I, him his muffin. <laughs> I did it with a smile and I was very friendly right. to people. So people are paying attention, right? Mm-hmm. All the time to, you right. know, how are you, how are you interacting with mm-hmm. other people? Are you friendly? Mm-hmm. Are you smiling? All those types right. of things. Uh, and so that's how he got to know me. You got to be known first. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Uh, yes. And then he invited me to, of course, he checked out my, mm-hmm. my work and right. things like that. He did mm-hmm. his homework, but that's how I got known and got mm-hmm. to be the buyer then on the mm-hmm. F-15A. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it's like those little volunteer things, you know, can, can turn into so much. And, and plus they're just good for your own soul, um, right. you know, and, and, and having fun, right. You know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be building a house for habitat for humanity. You know, that's great. You know, and maybe you get to meet that former president, but um, you know, it's, it's also one of those things where, you know, it's, it's, it's good for you too. Um, you know, and, and, and maybe it is just something little like, Hey, you really enjoyed bringing a smile to everybody's morning. There's nothing right. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. 
And then, like you said, if you're volunteering, maybe you're on a board mm-hmm. and, you're, and and people who are serving on boards, mm-hmm. generally, you know, they are, they, maybe they're retired from their current role or the role mm-hmm. they had, right. they still know people, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're giving, you're sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, you just never know as you're, if you have that sincere intention mm-hmm. to be of help to others. Right. And you're showing up and you're being intentional mm-hmm. about the other people that are there. Right. Um, you just build those connections. Mm-hmm. And then as people find out what you do need, mm-hmm. they will be more than willing right. to open up doors. Right. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite authors is Bob Berg. And, you know, and, and I have had the absolute wonderful pleasure of interviewing him several times. And he is exactly like what you would expect. He is as nice and as warm as, as he appears to be, you know, in, in his books. Um, and, and he's, he's always talking about the go giver mentality, you know, that, that you're giving. And I remember one of the, the times I was interviewing him, I said, well, you know, Bob, that's great to always be giving. But how, you know, you can't always be giving. And, and you know, and, and he said, well, you know, one of the keys is that, you're yes, you're giving, but you're not giving to the point of being taken advantage of. And I think that's something that so many people worry about is that we're going to get sucked dry. Well, that's where we have to have our boundaries. That's where we have to to say, you know, no, you know, this is is you know is is the stopping point. But you know, it it is about giving, not expecting in anything in return, but not not being taken advantage of. I mean, that I think that really is right. one of the critical parts. Right. So what I tell people with that is, you know, I'm not telling you what you have to give. Right. Mm-hmm. What you do is you assess what mm-hmm. it is. What do I have that I can right. give, willing to give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what you give. Right. So if it's in your, um, you know, if if it's something that you have in your business, mm-hmm. um, a service that you that mm-hmm. you have in your business, I'm not saying give that away. Right. Necessarily. I mean, you mm-hmm. might, depending right. on, mm-hmm. but, but I'm saying, what is it that you're willing to give? And as mm-hmm. you become known as a giver, right, mm-hmm. then that's what opens up stores. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I totally agree with you. You do have to be careful. There's actually mm-hmm. a chapter in my book about, uh, or at least an introduction, because mm-hmm. I talk about intentional givers. And I say, mm-hmm. you have to be careful of the takers. Right, right. There are takers out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so and they do- will try and suck you dry, both deliberately and on, you know, not on purpose. Right. So you do have to be mindful mm-hmm. and that's where paying attention comes into play. Right. So part right. of that building relationships is, mm-hmm. is paying attention mm-hmm. to the other people and mm-hmm. what are the cues that they, the people are mm-hmm. giving off? Right. Because if there are people out there that are just going to take and take and mm-hmm. take, then um, you'd stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to have boundaries mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But, and that's also why I say give without expectation, because mm-hmm. that way you don't tend to get taken advantage of right. from the standpoint. Uh, I think where people get hurt is mm-hmm. when they have these, um, uh, in their mind, they, they calculate, if I give this, I'm mm-hmm. going to get this right. back. Right. And when that doesn't happen, you get hurt. Mm-hmm. So if you give without that expectation, mm-hmm. then you're just, there's no right. strings attached. Yeah. And so yeah. if somebody doesn't return anything, it's like, okay, well, I was given mm-hmm. it anyway. I decided. Well, I was and just because they don't give back now doesn't mean there might not be something later. I mean, like, you know, I, I kind of jokingly said, you know, I'll introduce you, but then you need to introduce me to somebody. Well, they might, but it, it might be a year from now. Um, you know, and, and so I think that's the thing is we need to adjust what we're thinking about, um, you know, and, and those expectations. And again, they might never do it. Okay, fine. You know, no, it, it, I still feel good because I introduced them to, to people, you know, and, and, um, but yeah, that, that not expecting anything in return, I think is, is the biggest thing because then we're giving from the heart. 
Right. Um, you know, now should we be thinking about it and be giving from the head? Yes, because you know they're you know, but but it, when it when you really are giving from the heart, that's that that comes across too. You know, because you're you know you're not standing there with your hand out. You know, either real you know realistically or, or just metaphorically. Right. And that's not to say that you don't have contracts like business right. contracts, mm-hmm. right? Those are a different thing. Mm-hmm. But I can't tell you, I've had several occasions where I have given and then two years later, somebody comes back and go, hey, Kim, I know that you also do this, right? Mm-hmm. I know that you do yeah. you know, branding or you do career transition or you speak. Right. And then and then they approach me for mm-hmm. that service right. that they, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a whole different thing. But it's mm-hmm. but it's over time, right? I built mm-hmm. that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then they knew that there was something that I had that I offered right. professionally and they came to me right. for that. Yeah. You know, and of course the important thing about a relationship is it's not a one-shot thing. You know, you have to keep it up, whether it's, you know, that that you're texting them every once in a while, posting on social media, you know, all these things. You have to keep those those things that are going on so that they remember that you're there. Um, you know, I, if I, if I add up all the people just that I'm connected with on social media, we're talking probably 5,000, 10,000 people. Most of those 5,000, 10,000 people don't remember that I exist. But if I've been not only posting fairly often, but commenting on people's posts, then they're going to remember that I exist. Um, you know, and, and it's not just clicking the like button, not just, you know, doing those things. It's saying, oh my gosh, Kimberly, great article. Thank you so much for posting that. Um, you know, things like that where people are going to remember, oh yeah, you know, Deb's, Deb's out there. Because, right, we don't go through usually and look and see, okay, now I had 21 likes. Who were those 21 <laughs> likes? I, you know, every once in a while I look just out of curiosity just to, to kind of see. But for the most part, we don't. We don't care. Um, um, so it's, but it, it, you know, I, I do look to see, and, and then of course the important thing is to acknowledge that, you know, Hey, thanks. I thought it was a great article too. Um, right. you know, and, and so we all have to remember, it's going to take a little bit of work, but we're not driving to all of these things. We're not, you know, we've got more time now than we did in February of last year, um, simply because of, you know, what's, what's been happening. Well, see, so what you just said there was really important in terms of, uh, you know, when you make a comment on somebody's post, Mm -hmm. you're you're actually giving by Uh doing that. Uh You're saying what you said was important enough that I I took note and Uh I wanted to give you some feedback. So at the core, we all want, as Mm -hmm. human beings, we all want acceptance, approval, Mm -hmm. appreciation, and respect. Right. And so when you comment on someone's post, mm-hmm. you're showing appreciation for the fact that, the, you know, so it's, it's, that's a way to give mm-hmm. to your network. It, it may not take a lot of time, but it makes right. somebody else feel mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And, and, you know, let's be honest, the negative comments are going to be far more destructive than you ever can, can imagine. Because not only did that person go, well, wait a minute, Deb just wrote something really nasty. Everybody else who read it goes, yeah. whoa, what's up with her? So, you know, and, and I mean, things, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in our world right now. And boy, there are times where I want to comment, right. You know, and, but I mean, this, it's that way always, if it's not going to positively add to the conversation, don't do it. (laughs) I'm just going to don't do it. Even if they're your best buddy and you want to say, wackadoodle, what the heck are you doing? take it offline and say, really, is that what you wanted to be, you know, or just let it go. I mean, I'm like, you know, that's what the unfollow button is for. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We've been doing that a lot recently. Mm -hmm. Well, so how are you making somebody else feel when you come into contact with them? 
That's hopefully what, good. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping good. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So if you're making good comments and, and you're affirming them, you're making someone feel good. But if you're making those negative comments, right. you're, you're making somebody feel bad. Who wants to be around somebody that makes them feel right. bad? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and of course the tricky thing is sometimes you might just be joking and that person knows you're joking because maybe you've been buddies since you were in mm-hmm. elementary school, but the people reading it don't understand oh, that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so just always be conscious of that and be thinking about all of those. Um, you know, and, and that is one of those things that I tell people who are looking for a job, you absolutely positively have to be so careful, no matter when it is, with what you are posting, because it's so easy to misinterpret. It is so easy for, for things to, to get screwed up. Just don't do them. Um, you know, if it's not going to make somebody's day better, just don't do it. Well, and I even look, if somebody sends me an invite to connect on, with them on whatever platform, I go and take a, the time to look to see what right. types of things they're posting, because do I want them in mm-hmm. my in right. my network? Do I oh, want yeah. to be bombarded with what they yep. say? Mm-hmm. And employers, you're right, employers, mm-hmm. business partners, mm-hmm. everybody, they're going to do the same right. thing. Oh, yeah. That yep. association, right? Yep. yep. So cool. Well, oh, my gosh. We're at the top of the hour. See, this is why I set a timer. Um, (laughs) I'd love to have you back on, especially talk talk about the job market, um, you know, and and things that we should and and shouldn't be doing because that is one of the things that you do. But tell us more about what you do. And obviously, your book is on Amazon, so you know people can can go and look because it's I need to know you how to meet ordinary extraordinary. And the point of that is everybody's extraordinary um, people and improve your life. So tell us how they find you and connect with you and, and how you know, how you work with people. Well, sure. So they can uh, find me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and they can find me on Facebook. I have a new website coming out. It's KimberlySpate.com. Okay. Uh, so they, they'll be able to find me there probably in a couple of weeks because that's on the okay. verge of coming Great. out. And so what I do with a lot of folks, like I'll work in organizations mm-hmm. and help people with the fundamentals mm-hmm. of relationship building, that networking piece. Perfect. Um, and then I also uh, will coach people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. That's my love. Uh, talking, speaking about relationship building. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that. So mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. someone would like me to come in and speak mm-hmm. for their organization, I would be more than happy to do that. I love um, it. And obviously it can be virtual. <laughs> yes, totally. It can be virtual. I, I love any platform where I can just meet people because I truly, truly do enjoy getting to know people and finding out more about them. I love it. You know, and I can't wait for, you know, the, the next hundred people book, you know, that'll, that'll <laughs> be so much fun. Um, but, but that is so cool. So Kimberly, do you have any final words of wisdom that you want to leave everyone with? I would say that we're more alike than we are different. Mm-hmm. The more conversations I've had with people, that is one thing that I have found. And so when we take the time to listen to someone's story, listen to their perspective, it helps us to understand maybe where they're coming from so that when we have maybe a tough topic or difficult conversation, if we understand where they're coming from, it helps us to understand that perspective better and then have a conversation Mm. built on trust Mm -hmm. and, you know, one that can then um, move forward Mm -hmm. and, and have um, connectiveness, Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of times that mistrust is built because I don't know who you are and I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know your perspective. Um, so I would just say we're more alike than we are different and we can celebrate our differences because they really are beautiful. I love it. I love it. Well, I have been having an absolutely terrific conversation with Kimberly Spate. Um, Again, you can find her online at KimberlySpate.com. I am Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a wonderful day. 
Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.